0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Father, we thank you for just reminding us of this great love for us, something we couldn't earn, something we did not deserve, but you did it for us. You left the 99 and came after us. You left the heavenly realms, the comforts, the bliss, the splendor, came down to this reckless earth, horrible earth, just so you could rescue us, just so you could save us. Thank you, Lord Almighty, that we are reconciled with you because of your finished work on the cross. We thank you that you are alive and you live and you are at work in our lives every day to take us where you are in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good. Today, uh, I'm going to preach with the uh, entitled Delivered to Deliver. Delivered to Deliver. I do hope that we'll all pay attention and that God himself would minister unto us that we'll all receive it just as his plan for us, amen. If we turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people, people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we, as Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal through who? Sorry, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead come back to God for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ amen I mean we could just ponder over these few verses and close because it's so loaded it's so clear and we know what we've got to do But reading through this, I was reminded of a story that is very well shared in the Bible, and I'm sure it resonates with most of us. So I'll go through the story, and then we can continue from there. This is about a man most of us have heard about, a man most of us have read about or followed in his teachings. He was born in in the city of Tarsus in modern-day Turkey, as they say, to Jewish parents and possessed Roman citizenship. He grew up a privileged man, uh, quite influential in his time, from what I see. And uh, he was a passionately religious guy. Um, He thought he was doing the work of God, or fighting for God. He grew up in a time when the church was pretty young. Um, That is not too long after the death of Christ. But he hated Jesus Christ and he hated everyone who followed him. He hated the church. And uh, we have an account that when uh, the people were persecuting Stephen, they put their garments on his feet. He kept their clothing so they could pick up stones and killed Stephen. And in fact, the Bible tells us that he gave his approval for that to happen. That means he was quite an influential guy. They pulled Stephen out of the city gates and then stoned him to death. Later on, he sought permission from um, the leaders and went from church to church to pull out Christian leaders got them imprisoned. He moved from town to town doing the same thing. The Bible tells us that men and women were picked up by him and imprisoned. Later on, he got some of them stoned or killed. You find the story in Acts chapter eight. If this man were alive today in Accra, I'm sure we would have had some guards at the gate. He would have been coming here to get us scattered, just as he did in the church in Jerusalem many years ago. And this man, the Bible tells us, is called Saul. So someone like uh, Brother Matthew, uh, <laughs> N.K., Eugene, and co. would have been under threat right now. Just picture it. He was going from church to church, picking up leaders and jailing them. He was a bad guy. And I think he was destined for hellfire to be judged and thrown to eternal fire for all these atrocities he committed. But we are told in Acts chapter 9, Now this man on his way to another city called um, Damascus to persecute the church he had an encounter with Jesus in the form of a bright light. He heard a voice why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting the church? He fell to the ground blinded by this encounter. For three days he could not see. God spoke to him during that period, touched him, and he sent someone to go minister unto him. He sent somebody to minister unto him. And this man is called Ananias, so Ananias also got saved, Christian young man, and God spoke to him. He was terrified at first. This is a guy who's been persecuting the church, why should I go meet him? And the Lord told him to go ahead. He gave him a clear message in Acts chapter 9, verse 17. And I'll read it, 17 to 20. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is a son of God. This same guy, this same guy who was persecuting people who were preaching the same message after having this encounter now becomes a preacher. Isn't this amazing? Saul, who was also called Paul from Acts 13, began preaching and teaching. And he became an apostle of great influence, even till today. Amen. There are so many lessons I picked from this. And I I believe God will want us uh, to discuss them or just look into them. First, I learned that our God delivers freely. Amen. He saves freely, just like the song we heard. We did not deserve it. We did not even earn it. We cannot pay for the sins we commit. Is there a murderer here? Is there a cheat amongst us? Is there a thief amongst us? Or were you that kind of person? The text we read earlier from 2 Corinthians 5 says that because you've come to Christ today, you have been reconciled with him. He's written it off, canceled your debt, paid it all unconditionally. He did it all for you way in advance, even before you were born. And this same grace came upon a man called Saul, who we call Paul. Our God delivers us freely. God shows undeserved mercy to Paul and gives him salvation freely. Just like you and I, who were sinners, and deserve to die a shameful death, and deserve to be cast out, God showed his mercy upon us too, just like he did upon Paul. When I was going through last night, this last night, I was like, God, how could you just do this? It sounded like some easy salvation. After all he did, at least he should have been tortured small. You so know, something. You know, yes, he was blinded by that encounter, but... I don't think that was any punishment. But that is God. That is God. Just, show, just, just chose to show mercy upon man. And Paul says here that even a sinner like him, worst of all, God showed him mercy. Think about yourselves. Let's think about ourselves. How are we? Before we became reconciled with Christ, did we do anything to earn it? did you pay for it? same grace that God showed upon um, Paul was what he showed upon us Ephesians 2:8 tells us about that it's been given to us freely not by our works, not by how hard we prayed and fasted not about how I mean how much offerings we gave, or sacrifices we made, because God did it for us. His death would be in vain if we worked to earn our own salvation. If you know this truth and you have received this, you would dance even like David did. In an undignified way before men, you would worship God like no other. You would express your joy to God in many ways. You would owe, you feel you owe your very life, your very breath, to the man who rescued you or who saved you. You should have been on the cross, but he chose to do that in your place. And this is the source of joy for all believers, hallelujah. So, our God does deliver us freely. Let us rejoice in that. The second lesson I pick from here is that we are delivered or saved to do the same to others. We are delivered to deliver others. Have you been reconciled with Christ? If you have, then you qualify to do the same for others or help others to see the same Christ. God sends a man. A reconciled man, an ordinary man like you and I, who came to be with Christ, who came to know him, he sent him to go minister unto brother Paul. He sent somebody. He had his own encounter with him, but he needed to send somebody, a person, to speak with him, to minister unto him. And Ananias, I'm sure, was also once a sinner, who came to know Christ. God used him to also heal Paul. <laughs> After he laid hands, the scales fell off, or something like scales fell off the eyes of Paul, who at that time was blind for three days. God needed to use somebody. He wanted to use somebody and he chose to use Anonus. An ordinary guy who was once a sinner, now reconciled with God, God found him as an instrument or a tool, a vessel to use to minister unto um, Paul. He got him baptized. And God used other men called the disciples and apostles to disciple Paul for several days we read that earlier are you reconciled with God then you are Christ's ambassador too, Christ's representative his servant or commissioner you are his Ananias he wants you to do something for him in the kingdom he wants to send us to minister to other men just like us. He wants us to compel people who are destined for doom and eternal damnation to come back to God. We read that clearly in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Are you available to do this? In 2 Corinthians 9.20, we learn that at once Paul began to preach in the synagogues. That Jesus is a son of God that's after spending time with the disciples submitting to training uh, preachings and teachings and living the Christian life initially we're told that the disciples were suspicious they were not sure what he came there to do but Barnabas told them about the encounter he had he witnessed He testified, another man testified, that indeed this man, this former persecutor, this murderer had an an encounter with Jesus. And he witnessed as well to them that indeed Ananias laid hands on him. Scales fell off his eyes. He was baptized and is also now reconciled with God. Hallelujah. And that reconciliation brings them together as one team, one people, to serve the Lord. So I see the value of people in here. God needs people to deliver other people. Here he used Ananias, he used Barnabas, he used the disciples. He's looking for people like you and I to continue this. Are we ready for that? The third learning for me Is that all this is powered or fueled by a compelling force of love? The compelling force here is love. It took Jesus to come show us the way. I'm sure he knew what was at stake, he knew the pain at stake, he knew that it would be painful and embarrassing death on the cross, but he endured. And the reason was love, so that we would also be reconciled, that we will be spared, we'll be saved, we'll be delivered from all the things, all the wages that come with sin. Let the reason behind what we do be love. Paul admonishes us to make love the center of everything we do. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. And if I have the gift of prophecy, and I can fathom all mysteries, and have all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have no love, I am nothing. If I give all that I possess to the poor, and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. We might think we are reconciled with god we might know and believe that we are reconciled with god we are serving him in all ways supporting and doing many things for the kingdom prophesying putting to use all our gifts but if we do not have love that fuels this that is designed to connect with others to save others to bring others to the fold then we have nothing or we gain nothing it's not for men, it's not for boastful full purposes, but the Im- most important thing is about souls. What, can, what gift can you give to someone better than life? Just think about it. And for me, that is the standard. That's the benchmark. And only love can take us to that level. And so everything we do about souls about people, about service in the church should be about people, about souls. Winning them, keeping them, discipling them so they can also be fully reconciled with God. Let's remember as well that this is a task and a mandate God has given to us. Christ Jesus himself has told us to do it and it comes with great rewards. Crowns await us. And God, is faithful, He will honor His faithful ambassadors whom His saints. Revelations twenty-two twelve says, "Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render in every man, to every man according to what he has done. We will not lose out on the rewards God has installed for us. Anyone who gives a task to someone plants." to assess the quality of performance of that person? What steps are we taking to ensure that our work can be tested with fire and still stand? What accounts can we give to the Father the task is given to us? May we not lose out on these rewards. May we not miss out on the purpose, which is love. And may may we always remember that God saved us, reconciled us, so that others, too, may be reconciled. Amen. I'm ending with three announcements. Firstly, if you are not clear what it means to be reconciled with Christ, you're not sure what all this is about, if you missed the meeting last week, which spent time to tell us how, what it means to be delivered, to be free from sin, to be righteous, and to live a victorious Christian life. If you missed out on it, or you're not too clear, you're not sure what it means to be um, reconnected or reconciled with Christ. You're not sure uh, what rewards are installed for you, or what all this means. I would want you to just stay behind when we close, and talk to Brother Matthew, who's been discipling people a lot here, or talk to myself direct you to appropriate person or take you through what it actually means to be reconciled we did it last week and some time before i don't want to go through all that but if you know you're not in a place of peace with christ jesus would like to talk to you at the end of the service and on tuesday during the bible study time tuesday 7 pm it's about 8 30 we'll talk further on how to put these things to practice how we can also go out and deliver others or contribute towards the deliverance of others in love then thirdly uh, the leadership of ACC would want to uh, form a team or be more proactive in the ministry of reaching out we want to make available resources train each other encourage each other and champion the cause of Proactive, um, soul winning, and discipleship. Uh, Brad John will be at the back of the desk. Please um, just let him know, give him your name, and uh, we can start a team that would help champion this course. Not like a team that's probably, the, that's just that work, no, will lead the church or influence the church, influence the programming of the church, or the teachings in the church. To help us focus on looking for souls and discipling them just as Christ wants us to. Remember, we are Christ's ambassadors. And God is making his appeal through us to compel people to come to him. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this message. That's a reminder for us. Thank you, O Lord Almighty, that in the past few weeks, we are reminded of your love, the love that reconciles us with you, your love that makes us or qualifies us to be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you for this word. Today, we are reminded that we ought to continue this work, that you're looking for workers in your vineyard, you're looking for ambassadors, you've commissioned us to go out and continue this work. That your work would continue through people like Ananias, like Barnabas, like Paul. That we too, like them, will avail ourselves to be used mightily for the expansion and growth of your kingdom to rescue the lost and to win the world for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.